When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Hey everybody, Mark from Rams up here, and I have a special treat for you this episode. Tom Quartz sits down with a diehard Seahawks fan, Big Nay. Great conversation, talking Seahawks football. Really cool to get the perspective of a fan that's as dedicated to their team as we are to our Rams Big Nay and Tom, Ramsey Hawks football coming up here, coming at you right now. Welcome to another episode of Rams Up Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quartz, and with me today, I have a special guest from the Seahawks fan base, Big Nay, a.k.a. Seahawks Bay on Twitter. How you doing, Nay? I'm good. How are you, Tom? Hey, good, good. Hey, great to have great for, to have you. Thanks for joining us. So, yeah, I just wanted to share some Seahawks fan insider info, ideas, thoughts, opinions with the Rams fan base here. So, um, yeah. So, how long you been a, a Seahawks fan? How did you become a Seahawks fan, and how long you been one? Um, I was born a Seahawks fan. Um, so I've been a Seahawks fan since 97, if that gives Ooh. away my, my age. <laughs> I've been one since 97. Um, my first Seahawks game, I forgot who we played, but it actually was in the kingdom. I'm one of the few um, that have actually played a game. I mean, watched a game there. My last, my first and last game was there was in 2000, 2000 I want to say, because we got remodeled in 2002 to Lumen Field. Um, gotcha. to where we are now so that was my first game before it got knocked down um and I kind of was just born into it not really knowing much of the team besides it's a Seattle team and I'm gonna cheer for them because I'm from Seattle um but growing up and learning more I think when we got Pete Carroll I think and Lynch 
um, in that whole 2010 year is when I really started digging deep into Seahawk fandom and who we are and learning about the team. Um, when it was like Matt Hasselback and Steve and all them guys, I was more so just rooting for them because I was like one or two. So um, yeah. now I get to I get to know for myself and learn and grow. And that's the team that I chose, even though I'm from Seattle, like I didn't have to be a Seahawk fan, but that's the team that I chose and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you represent well, for sure, on Twitter and Twitter spaces. So it's great to have you. Um, yeah, good time to, good team to be, uh, to join into when, as a youngster with uh, Beast Mode and and that uh, that whole defense. That was, uh, that was something. Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of fun for us other NFC West uh, teams, but yeah. but a good run for sure for y'all. So, yeah. Uh, so, like, coming into this year, though, like, what were the expectations of the fan base? What would you say? You know, what did you guys think was going to happen this year? Uh, Gino obviously had a great year last year, a lot better than expected, and, uh, you know, great drafts. And, uh, and uh, you know, it just, just seemed to all kind of come together last year after the trading away rust and stuff. What were your expectations, though, coming into this year? Coming into this year, I think more so – and especially how the draft went, I think I had, I didn't have really, really high expectations, like a lot of 12s, but I did have, my expectations were, when the season ended, my expectation for the team was to come in flipping their defense, um, because I felt like we had, through our last year was our year of everybody would run on us, and there was nothing, literally nothing in the world we can do about it. Um, and so this, my expectation was to find someone or something or some way for that to be um, stopped. What? How are we going to stop the run against these other teams? How are we going to get better on our defense? Um, that was one of my expectations. I expected, I think my a lot of my expectations are they're kind of coasting along what they're doing. My projection for this season, I said we were going to go, I think on Twitter, one of my posts, I think, says 13 and 4, and the other one said 12 and 5, and I'm still standing on business. The only game that did not go my way was the week one Rams game. But other than that, I am standing, my prediction is pretty is pretty good. Um, so that was one of my expectations. I had a personal expectation of Gino to just do not up to the level that he played last season, but if not close to it. Um, to kind of just shut up the naysayers and prove that it, he wasn't just a, a one and done. That wasn't a one and done type year for him, but that he could keep doing it. So that was my expectation for him. Um, I expected for my expectation for the team, uh, I think was to just, I wanted my expectation for them as a team. Hmm, that's a good one. I think it was more so for them to learn how to play together versus playing for each individual um, I think last season was about a lot of individual plays. How can I individually do this? How can I um, get the win by, or do this individually as a player versus for the team? Um, and I think this year they're doing a really good job with the help of Bobby coming back. And like um, Frank Clark was a vet from our Super Bowl team, but like just a lot of the vets I think are coming back, even from some some of them who were played who don't currently play. Um, but they come back to like VMAC and stuff just to like help out. Um, that vet help really does help the, the younger ones stick together. Um, my ex, I didn't have much because we are one of the youngest teams, especially after the draft. I realized how young of a team we are still. 
Um, so a lot of my expectations kind of they didn't sink, but they kind of stepped back a little because I realized I know with a young team compared to um, a team with vets, a bunch of vets, say like the Niners, there's a lot of bumps in the road. So my expectations kind of divvied down just a little bit. Yeah. So you guys are, yeah, a ton, great, some great, uh, two great drafts in a row. And uh, yeah, that's really played out well, bringing back, you know, we know what Bobby did for us last year uh, in the one year he, he came here to the Rams where, you know, it was a terrible year last year after so many successful seasons, um, obviously coming off a of Super Bowl and, and it was just devastation. And he really was called out at the end of the day by the front office the, uh, and the coaching staff as somebody that really was a leader for the, for the youngsters who were getting disillusioned and, and all those losses and all the injuries. So having him there, I'm sure helps a lot as well as having some of those veterans come back. So, um, so yeah, so your expectations were probably a, it uh, sounds like at 12 wins or 13, it sounds like you're looking at a, a, um, a certainly a playoff berth. And so how has it played out so far? Obviously that Rams game, I was up at Lumen for that game and um, obviously it was a great start for the Rams and things haven't played out as well since then for the Rams but things have gone, you know, really well for for you guys. I mean, it was a, a win over the Lions, who turned out to be a really good team, and then another good win against the Browns, and then games that you should have won against Carolina, the Giants, the, uh, the Commanders, the Cardinals, and then losing games to the Bengals, and then at the Ravens is always tough. So you guys are 6-3 and three, um, going into what looks like a pretty tough schedule after the Rams game. So how have things played out? in your mind, given your expectations? Um, I think in my mind, it's played out pretty well so far. I, I want to say um, so far because my predictions weren't too far off and they haven't been too far off. Um, um, so to my um, expectations, I feel like so far they've, they've done pretty good and stuck along with it. Um, the only game, again, the one game that did not, meet my expectations was our game the Seahawks and the Ram game in the beginning of the season um because I was just like and especially me you know me on Twitter I'm just like who's worried about the Rams nobody was worried about the Rams in week one and every Ram fan that came to me and I was just like yeah forget it we're not worried <laughs> like there's nothing I need to say because we're not worried um but you guys came in and literally like shut me all the way up and then to be at that game in person and you guys are shutting me up was so heartbreaking, but I just sat there and took it because it looked like my team gave up. Like all my expectations that I threw on the field for them, they kind of just balled it up and like threw back at me is what I felt like. Um, but since then, I feel like I've, I've done, they've done pretty good of exceeding expectations. You know, um, outside of his like red zone incompletions, he's actually still doing pretty good. Um, not as great as he was last season, but he's still coasting like along that line i want to say um last week he threw for what like 369 and even though it seemed like he cost us a couple like in the first half i want to say we never got in the end zone i want to say it was just still goes for us and the commanders like the first half they got a touchdown but for us i believe it was like all field goals the first half um and if you take that away a lot of our stuff came from the second half which means he got about like 300 something yards in the second half yeah um so he's kind of piece by piece um exceeding my expectations of shutting me up he's doing pretty well 
playing pretty well outside of things. And I wish like, I want to not include those, but I'm going to include those because that is kind of what makes him a player. Um, it's just, and our, our O-line, we are playing through like so many, not, I don't want to say we have so many injuries, but it's like each week it's ins and outs. Like it's shuffling players through the injury. Right. So my expectations are kind of divvying on the, who's in the game at the time or what players are playing at the time. Um, just little things like that. But I want to say so far they're, they're doing, they're doing good. I want to say this game, um, it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be different. My expectation for this game is for it to be different. My expectation for this game is for us to win. Um, I have a lot of expectations this time only because it's us. It's a divisional game. Um, so w- for me, b- divisional games especially are a big thing. I feel like divisional games are must-win games for either team. Um, so there, I have I have a couple of new expectations this time because, like, the the first game we played, you guys, there was a lot of players that our offense and defense did not have that we do have this time. So I want to see how they're going to match up to your guys' current players and how they're going to match up to how the Rams are playing right now. Because I do feel like since week one or week two, both of our teams have kind of went in a little bit of different directions. Um, so I would, I'm going to love to see how that plays out on Sunday. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Who are some of those players, though? I, I, yeah, I mean, like Witherspoon. I don't think played against the Rams in the first game, and um, and he's having a you know a great season. Like he's you know probably a contender right up there with Puka Nakua. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and probably C.J. Stroud is the front runner for for rookie of the year. But there's you know he's definitely in the conversation. So oh, yeah. like, who are some other guys besides Witherspoon that? maybe Rams fans didn't see in the, in that first game, or we didn't um, see a lot of in terms of production or, or things like that, that you guys um, are featuring. Cause there's so, like you said before, there's so many young players, like who are some of the, of the people to look out for in this game? And also who are some of the, you know, younger players to look out for going forward in seasons to come? Ooh, um, so some players, I think I wrote it down just so I wouldn't like mess up anybody or be like, yeah. <laughs> so um, who we who we didn't have versus you guys, it's in my notes, let me see. So, okay, boom, found it right here, easy peasy. Um, so the players that we didn't have um, in week one, I keep wanting to say last week, people that we didn't have in week one. So Devin Weatherspoon because of his injury. Um, we didn't have Jamal Adams because of his injury. Um, we also didn't have Kenny. I don't think he was injured. He just wasn't, we just didn't have him in the game. Um, I don't think Zach Charbonnet played either. Um, uh, I feel like I'm missing someone else. So Kenny, McIntosh, our running back, Zach Charbonnet, Jamal, Devin Witherspoon. Um, I feel like Reek was in the game, but he was quietly playing the game, I feel like. Um. Yeah, those guys were, yeah, they weren't playing. It wasn't themselves, especially the second yeah. half. Rams really oh, turned yeah. it up. I mean, like I said, I was at that game too and uh, up at Lumen. And um, 
yeah, that second half was crazy. I mean, the Rams really asserted themselves mm-hmm. and, and the Seahawks did, felt, it felt like at the game, I mean, you were there, it sounds like it, it felt like though, didn't it, where it, the Seahawks didn't expect it and they just got really frustrated. I mean, that DK late hit kind of a thing. Yeah. That the penalties were starting to fly and it just, they just didn't expect to have to deal with a, a Rams team that was, you know, in a down year. And then since then, but, you know, and all credit to the veterans and all credit to Pete Carroll and the coaching staff for getting their heads on straight and really going on what turned out to be a pretty good run um, at six and three. So, uh, you know, you guys traded for, you guys made a big trade, right? Was it? Uh, mm-hmm. We just got um, Leonard's from. From the Giants. Leonard from the Giants. And then Frank Clark came back from the Chiefs. And I feel like he's also right now quietly playing. And I would love for him to loudly play and be the Frank Clark that I know him to be from the Seahawks and from the Chiefs. Um, so I'm still kind of patiently like waiting on that. And you like hit it right, right on the nail because I feel like in week one, the team kind of went into it how I went into it as a fan. Like, okay, this is the Rams. Easy shoe and win. We're going to get past the Rams and we're going to focus on the rest of the season um, just because of how you guys played last season. Um, and I think that is what messed them up because how hard you guys did come in the game and how hard you guys came playing. Um, you could tell through the first, you could tell through the penalties that they were frustrated. And you could tell how they started to slowly break apart as a team versus keeping themselves together and right. level headed. Um, and I felt like that was a big problem that they 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 did not expect for this Rams team to come in here, especially into their home, and play the game that they played. And that like kind of broke them down. But I feel like at the same time, my team needed that little bit of humbleness to to stop at underestimating your opponent because just because it's the Rams doesn't mean if if you guys feel like they only have Errol Donald, they're gonna show you why they have more than just him. Um, and if not more than him, they're going to show you why they have if them, them, and them. So I felt like it was a learning lesson and a learning curve for my team, which was very much needed. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it was introduction to Puka Nakua, that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it was crazy. He just went off from from, from day one. With, from week uh, one. Week one. With he came out, out flying. Yeah, he came out flying. So, uh, so, so, yeah, so now going forward for the Seahawks, uh, you know, we know where this team, you know, we know where this team stands, um, looking for a playoff berth, uh, after the Rams game, you guys have San Francisco, Dallas, San Francisco and Philadelphia. That's crazy. So, I mean, do you feel like, I mean, is, is it possible that the Seahawks could look past the Rams because of those four juggernauts that they have to play afterwards or, I mean, that's always a trap situation when, like, right. okay, we, we get the Rams, only three wins, and then we're going against the, you know, the 49ers twice, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. Like, mm-hmm. three, the three best, you know, the, <laughs> the three, three leading teams. Yeah, the three, you know, three other teams in the Back NFC to back, are, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that are all that. So, I mean, that's the feeling I yeah. get is, is that, you know, hopefully, I mean, I mean, hopefully for the Rams, they do look past them again, but – um, I feel like having looked past the Rams in the first game, that might not happen this time. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say with this one, um, I definitely see them going into it as another situation of even though your guys' you guys record says you're three and six, that 
is only because like you guys lost a couple of games only by stuff you guys probably shouldn't have lost to really like whether it's one possession games or just stupid penalties that cost you guys the games there's your record says you're three and six but your team doesn't um so i feel like they are definitely going to go into it with a situation of we we looked past them week one and we that we felt like well we underestimate them week one and we got our behinds kicked literally whooped um so especially because you guys are a divisional game as well i feel like they're gonna put their heads together to pull this win out even more because the next four months, I call it hell week, even though it's not a week, it's like yeah. a month. Um, <laughs> but in the school week, Before in the school year, it's called hell week. Um, but I want to, it's really a month too. So that's so funny, but I, I, it's just, I feel like because we have that hell week stretch after you guys, that they're just going to have to try to dig it out even more um, because of that. Cause who knows how many games we're going to win in that backstretch. I feel like it's really going to be a testament to the Seahawks team because we are playing the top teams like back to back to back. Um, so I feel like it's really going to be a testament of how quickly and efficiently we can get it done, if not turn it around, um, or what we're looking like, and also a testament to each other um, as players. So I don't feel like they're going to overlook you guys. I pray my team does not overlook you guys or underestimate you guys because you guys are divisional opponents. Um, no matter what, and you guys proved that in week one that you guys could come out swinging no matter what. Um, and then you guys got cut back, so so it's also gonna be it's gonna be there's a lot of matchups that I'm excited to see because you guys didn't have certain people and we didn't have certain people either. Um, yeah. yeah, we got cut back and Stafford's coming back. Um, we got we're coming off the bye, and so yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch. But you're right. I mean, the Rams did lose. Of those six losses, it was, you know, the five of them were Cincinnati, Dallas, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Pittsburgh. So all, you know, winning record teams, um, likely playoff teams. And uh, the one bad loss was the the, the uh, Packers game before the bye. So, but uh, that was without Stafford. So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. Uh, so let me ask you a question here. What, what? Who's the who's your least favorite team, and who do you think like Seahawks fans' least favorite team is that you always root against? Glad when they lose, really get you know fired up when you play them. I have my thought, I have my guess on who it is, but who who is it for you guys? For me, um, I'm gonna say the Forty Nineers. Yeah, that's what I thought. <clears throat> Yeah, you guys have always given them a hard time. And, like, we – they beat us. You guys beat them. We beat the Cardinals. Like, it's just so weird. But um, how that goes in terms of uh, – in these this division is, is so is so funny with the, the stretches. But – so, hey, I, so, Nate, I hear a little background noise. What's, what is that? And then I also see some stuff on your whiteboard behind you. Tell, tell me about mm -hmm. what's going on. Um, so I currently, outside of talking football, I am a child care supervisor. Um, and so I work with kids who are, they range anywhere from K through fifth grade. So I want to say that's five years old to, I think my oldest is like 10 or 11. Um, but within that job, I get to have the most fun because I am a Seahawks fan. I am 
am trying to casually turn my kiddos um, into Seahawks fans on a weekly basis. Um, that's awesome. So on my whiteboard, I have I have our schedule, the Seahawks schedule. Who's that's us? Um, I have our schedule, um, and so because my prediction for them is for us to go twelve and five. If our team, the Seahawks, if they get um, twelve wins, twelve Ws, as the kids call them, twelve Ws, they will get a pizza party. Um, so that is casually keeping them into fans and rooting for the Seahawks with me, which I <laughs> They're love. Rooting every week. For yeah, the, for yes, the Seahawks. every week. Um, every week. At first, when we at first they thought it was a daily thing. Like they would come <laughs> in every day. Like, did they win? Did they get a dub? Or did you know? But they understand that they played on just Sundays. Now, um, so they're kind of it's it's the anxiousness I want to say keeping them on their toes. Um, which keep them rooting and rating. They're acting like now they realize that it's more, it could be more than just their parents on the football level. They can get into it too and cheer and root too. So they are ready for the games against the Rams. Actually, they're more, they're well prepared. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just a little fun thing I do with my kiddos. And this just again, um, kind of just the person that I am, even if the Seahawks do not reach the 12 win prediction that I do have, my kiddos will still get a pizza party. I hope they did not hear me just say that. Um, but <laughs> hope they don't listen they to the will, podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> either way, um, my heart will not allow them to not have one um, oh, because that's of great. the energy that they are putting into this. So I love it. Well, that's great. You got bringing your football into the workplace, <laughs> which is always fun. So, well, that's good stuff. Well, hey, Nay, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us some insight into the the fans' perspective of the Seahawks. Uh, it's been really great having you. Always love uh, getting with you on the uh, on Twitter Spaces, and Litterbox, yeah. and everywhere else. <laughs> and look forward to uh, yeah, look forward to it. So um, thanks again. And uh, yeah, you You're might welcome. have you might have a podcast in your future as well. Who knows? I we'll hope so. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Well, signing off now with Rams Up Podcast. And look forward to uh, the next episode, everybody. Take care. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.